podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Welcome to this last episode in our Lenten series. It's crazy to think that we're at Holy Week already, but here we are. And this week we're talking about Psalm 22, which is really pertinent because it's the psalm that's used during the Palm Sunday Mass, but also the first line of it is quoted by Jesus himself from the cross. So that's what we're talking about this week. And please know of our prayers for you as we head into this triduum and prayers for a blessed and joyful Easter. God bless you. Hey, everybody. I'm Nicole. Hey, guys. I'm Rachel. Hello, everyone. I'm Erin. Hey, and thanks for joining us today for In the Thicket. We're happy to have you here listening to Yay! our conversation. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, how are you guys doing, Erin? How are you today? I'm still recovering from a cold. Woo! The best moment. Anyways, that's basically it. That's basically how I'm doing. So if I'm ever muted during this conversation, it's because I'm blowing <laughs> gross stuff out of my face. Oh, that sounds so thanks, nasty. Thanks, You're welcome. You're welcome. I know. I know. Uh, how are you, how about- Rachel? <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I um yeah, I was just I was just telling you guys, I have a couple things, updates from, um, previous episodes in our Lenten series that there's things that we talked about that after we talked about them, I went and did some digging around and so mm, I'm excited mm-hmm. to share about that, but how are you doing, Nicole? You asked us how we are. Good. Well, I, I got out of bed, you know, five minutes before we were supposed to record. <clears throat> so that was good. And then I I've just eaten. I told Aaron and Rachel that I, like I hadn't had any breakfast yet or anything. And we're recording this on Saturday morning. And, um, I was just realizing if I don't eat some food now, then I'm going to have no energy. So they just watched me stuff like 10 crackers and cheese into my face. And now I'm feeling great. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So much energy. (laughs) I just would also like to point out just in case somebody's watching the video that I did just take a swig directly from a cough syrup bottle. Um, oh, that was. I did not notice that. Oh, that's okay. good. Oh, it's my trusty little thing here. But it just oh, reminded yeah. me once because it was like when every all the COVID restrictions were still happening. All this, mm. and there was this like little old lady in church. It was like a Saturday night mass, and she definitely had a cough syrup bottle, and she was just taking swigs like out of the cough syrup bottle oh, no. in church. Just do what you got to do. Mass, right? I was like, okay, all right. Well, I'm a little worried about you. That seems like more <laughs> than the recommended dose, but I'll just okay. Here I have two possible theories about that. One yeah. is maybe she was misinformed about COVID and stuff and heard that like cough syrup mm-hmm. is going to protect right. her. That's yep. one possibility. Could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's many possibilities. These are the two that are coming to mind. The other one is maybe she was feeling sick and she, she knew she didn't have COVID for sure. And she really wanted to be at mass. And she was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to cough. And maybe it was just water in the cough syrup bottle. But Ooh, she would maybe so no, like it's not COVID. It's yes. just a cough. Wow. And, you know, that's a very elaborate, like I'm just scenario. saying you're good. That's excellent. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. I do come up with scenarios in my mind when people are doing weird things. I'm like, well, it's probably just this. And then I try yeah, right. to make it the most sane make thing. Make an excuse for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good yeah. one. I like that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. She just wanted to be a mass and she didn't want to freak people out. <laughs> yeah, with that's right. COVID. So she freaked them out with the cough syrup <laughs> thing. That's right. You know, yeah, exactly. It's good. It's no problem. Totally yeah. different. Yeah. 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 Totally different. Exactly. That's yeah. Funny. Okay. I'm, I'm excited. What are your, I'm like, oh, curious my to hear what your updates are. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So one is we did in the Lenten series, we did an episode on the bronze serpent um, passage in uh, with Moses and that whole story. And we were talking about how the ambulance symbol looks like the bronze serpent and mm-hmm. like there's probably connection. And so I, I was like, I thought that there was, I was pretty sure that there was, but I read up on it and it's not exact. So apparently the story of the bronze serpent was circulating in um, the ancient world around the same time of that, this Greek myth, and I can't pronounce the guy's name. So maybe we'll post, I don't know, I'll, I'll post it somewhere or something, but like it starts with a, and it's a weird, it's a Greek name that I'm not going to try. Anyway, so there's this <laughs> Greek myth of this guy who had a rod and, and it was supposed to be a rod of healing. And it was, over time, this rod was connected with like this snake and like had, which had powers of healing. So the, the, the symbol, the medical symbol is actually inherited from that Greek myth, but scholars from whatever I read, think that the, the Greek myth and the, the scripture story could have borrowed from each other elements from each mm. other. So it's possible mm. the association with the, the Greek gods, the rod, that's the rod of healing and mm-hmm. the snake, the snake bit may have actually come from, might've actually come from scripture and was like borrowed and like input into the myth. Interesting. So it could be like, because they were circulating around the same time, it could be, it has biblical origins, Mm -hmm. but it's not like for sure. This is based on my expert Googling. Excellent. I should say, which anybody can do. So that's right. right. (laughs) Um, But I thought it was interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's interesting. And the other thing was Nicole, the song that you, that you had shared with us, the folk song, I like loved it. So I like was looking it up. Oh yeah. found it. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, I was listening to it. And I was like, it's so good. I was like, this guy's voice is so good. Like, who is he? Who's this like random folk singer guy? And it's totally the lead singer from Bonnie Vera. And I was like, I had yeah, no really? idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Not this like unknown guy at all. It's like definitely okay. Justin and Vernon. Then, yeah. Yeah. And then I, and then I was like, I don't really listen to a lot of Justin Vernon stuff. And I looked him up. I went down this whole rabbit hole and he does, he has like a jazz album. He has a jazz album that he did with his like high school jazz band. Isn't that crazy? Hilarious. Because you don't think a distinctive voice. Yeah. You don't think of Bonnie Vera and like jazz in the same. Right. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. I have to say that for that episode, when I was uploading it on uh, YouTube and then it was like restricted, I'm like, what the heck is happening here? But it was because Nicole sang part of the song. So it was like, it's, it's totally fine. Like the, the message that popped up was like, don't panic. This is just, it just means that you can't make money off of this episode. Right. Right. Well, there is zero money. <laughs> made of our episodes. So for the current time being, we're not gonna have to worry about that. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, I just thought that was so funny. But at first I was like, what is happening? What we are we, okay. are we being banned on YouTube for our Christianity? What? <laughs> that was not the case. No. Just copyright. No. Yeah, okay. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad, mm-hmm. Rachel, that we've corrected some of our factual errors. And, yeah, um, <laughs> that's right. Hopefully, so, you know, we like are I a said, podcast. Google. Of yeah, Google's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Rod of Rod of Asclepius. That's right. Yeah, I mean, Rod of Asclepius. Rod of Asclepius. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's or S, S, yeah. As for best time. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. It's not a Greek um, god that I had heard of before looking it up. Escle- Escle- right. right. <laughs> Bless you. It sounds like probably a lot. That's good. Sounds great. Well, today for our next installment of our Lenten scripture reflections, um, <clears throat> we're going to be reading 
large chunks of Psalm 22. We're not going to read the whole Psalm because it's, it's quite long. Um, but you'll recognize parts of it because they, it's the Psalm that Jesus quotes when he's on the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Aaron, do you want to give us some of the context first and then I'll, I'll read it? Yeah. So, um, so basically when you're looking at a lot of the Psalms, it was kind of a common practice, um, or it would have been understood in like the Jewish community at the time that if you're saying a first line of a Psalm, you're kind of invoking the whole Psalm, right? So like whatever is kind of contained in that Psalm in terms of sentiment or words or like feelings or like whatever is like a way of, of kind of conveying those things in like a pithy way or something right mm-hmm. so um so then it's good to know that when jesus is quoting this psalm on the cross and he's saying my god my god why have you forsaken me he's actually bringing all of the things that are kind of part of that psalm together and that's what we'll be talking a little bit about um a little bit about today but also even that in the psalm you'll hear like it um at mass on palm sunday there it's this is the psalm that is um that's the one there and you can hear a lot of the kind of prophecy about jesus like um like about him on the cross but also about them casting lots for his clothing and things like that so there's also the prof prophecy kind of element to it as well yeah cool all right okay so folks as i said we're not going to read the whole thing i'm going to read i'm just going to open up the bible app again here um um, by the way, all the scripture verses that I've been reading or that we've been, we've been doing have been uh, uh, NRSV, non-revised or new revised standard version. Mm-hmm. Um, so just as a, just to know. Okay, so we'll be reading verses one to seven from Psalm 22, as well as verses 16 and 17. And then um, we'll skip to verse 23 and read right to the end. So if you want to read the whole psalm, please go and, and do that. But those are the sections we'll be reading, which are, <clears throat> excuse me, which overlap quite a bit with the, the sections that are read on Palm Sunday. Mm. Okay. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you, our ancestors trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you, they cried and were saved. In you, they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not human, scorned by others and despised by the people. All who see me mock at me. They make mouths at me. They shake their heads. For dogs are all around me, a company of evildoers encircles me. My hands and feet have shriveled. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among themselves. And for my clothing, they they cast lots. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. He did not hide his face from me, but heard when I cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. 
All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. To him indeed shall all who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. Amen. Amen. Oh, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I love, it's so beautiful. I love. I love how the Psalms um, they kind of map onto how we pray, like just naturally, like as human beings. <sighs> I love how human they are, you know, because because hmm. in that Psalm, it's like there's kind of a lot of com- not complaining. Like there's there's a lot of kind of yeah, this sucks you know, Lord, and in kind of interwoven into like, this really sucks. There's like, but I trust you because, you know, I know that I can, and I know that I I'm remembering that my ancestors did, and I'm remembering what you did for us. And, you know, it's kind of like all interwoven. It's not so, Yeah, it's so beautiful. I love that about the song. I love that Rachel, Mm -hmm. you know, that's such a beautiful um, what you're just saying is resonating with me so much because this was my, my experience this morning when I woke up was there was just some stuff on my heart that was difficult. And I was like journaling about it. And all my journaling was basically like, Lord, this, and just like complaining and like telling about the hard things and all of that. And then, and then I was like, like, Lord, do you have anything to say about this? I don't know. And like, I don't, didn't feel like I really heard his voice, but just after that, I just had such a sense of of peace and just trust in the Lord and faith and just more love and different things. And I was like, this doesn't compute with what I'm, what I was just feeling, but that was like the effect of like, I give the Lord all of my frustration and despair and things. And then he gives me faith and hope and love. Um, and like, like, as you said, that's kind of mirrored in the Psalm. So I don't know. That's just, I'm like, Oh, maybe this is a thing. <laughs> yeah, It's totally a thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's true. It's the, right? it's the, like, it's the honesty and the authenticity that mm-hmm. that can be hard. Like, cause if you're, if we're, I don't know, looking at growing in holiness or growing in our relationship with the Lord or whatever, I think there's sometimes this kind of like false piety that we can fall into that actually is really harmful for us because it can like give us or lead us into tendencies where we're not expressing actually how we're feeling to the Lord. Not that he doesn't know it, but you know, where if I'm feeling badly or whatever, I'm like, oh Lord, but you know, you're good. And I trust that this good things that like when actually what I want to say is like, this is a raw deal and I am not pleased with you right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is, and it's, right. you know, like, and it's, and it's yeah. possible, like Jesus is even showing us in this one Psalm, in this one invocation, yeah. how possible it is for those things to dwell together for, yeah like like a recognition of pain and despair and i mean i don't think that jesus despaired really because um because he's jesus but but in some ways he did like it's complicated with in him some ways he did maybe it's complicated yeah. because he's got the two yeah. years in one person right so like yeah. this is a subject that theologians <laughs> yeah we're not about right. for forever so we are not gonna dwell, <laughs> get into that right. but um but yeah i think that's what kind of and i'd love to hear what what resonates most with you guys you know when you when we just read that scripture but um 
I think for me, it's similar to what you're saying, Aaron, of like, okay, the, the line that Jesus invokes, the first line of the Psalm, oh God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Like, that sounds like despair. It sounds like he no longer mm-hmm. experiences the presence of God, the father with whom he is right. also God in that moment or something like what is happening there. And then if you know the context, Oh, sorry, there's a siren in the back and I don't know if you guys can hear it, but there you go. A little bit. Sorry. (laughs) There you go. Um, But then if we're thinking of the context of this whole Psalm, which Jesus knew, he knew this Psalm and he's invoking it. How does it end? Like it ends in victory and in saying, you know, like the Lord is, I forget the exact words, but like done it or something. He has done it. it. Yeah. You know? Um, and like, I don't know, then his next words are like, it is finished. Like he's done it. And I'm wondering like, is this, yeah. is this what was in his mind where he's like, okay, I'm, you know, he's giving his human feelings of despair and all of these things to God, the father, like, like why have you forsaken me? And yet he knows, he knows how this ends because he mm-hmm. knows, he knows us, you know? So he's like living encapsulating that in the moment. I don't know. I just think that's so, that's just so beautiful. And mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I, it is kind of crazy to think that God himself entered into the experience of feeling forsaken by God, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. to a certain degree, because he was show. I feel like it's like the Lord showing us, you know, when you suffer and this is how you feel, it's okay. Like it's not, right. that's not the truth. Like the truth and the Psalm sort of reflects that like the whole, the Psalm sort of gives you both the, in, you know, the, the close up point of view of the person suffering. And then also the bird's eye point of view of like mm-hmm. how God is still present and, and the whole kind of experience of life that is just God holding us in our existence and carrying us through these mm-hmm. trials and bringing us back to him. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. pushing that in our lives, but he, he lets us have like the Lord himself shows us like, it's okay when you're so close to the situation that it, that you feel this way. Right. And, you know, like I myself am entering into that experience with you. So right. I, I, right. <laughs> like it's possible. He's showing us that it's possible to acknowledge and ex- like experience and express feelings of despair without completely surrendering to that. Right. Despair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 And it, it's, it's like, um, it reminds me a lot of, I think it's getting its best where, um, man cannot fully, um, what is it? Man cannot fully something, uh, without like making a sincere gift of himself. What is yeah. that? Do you remember the actual quote? No, man cannot think, find himself without right. making yeah. a sincere mm-hmm. gift of himself. Mm-hmm. That's the quote. Um, and, and it's like, even like, even in his, again, this is like venturing into, to, I'm just remembering papers that I've read and things like that. So I'm not going too deep into it, but, um, but that God gives himself so completely that, um, God gives himself so completely and empties himself so completely that he's made a, he, he is the greatest gift of self, right? In a sense that has ever mm-hmm. been given in all of history. Like he's giving this model of what it means to pour ourselves out until we have really nothing, nothing left in a, in a mm-hmm. sense, you know, but, but also showing us that that's actually where like giving ourselves in this gift of love so completely um, that that what's there is salvation. Like what's there is love. Like what's there is like uh, that it's all tied together. Right. So it's like, he's tying it together, this gift of self that he's calling us into in this one moment, but also it's kind of reassuring too, because it, 
really shows us that when we make a gift of ourselves, it's not some happy, joyful thing. Like sometimes it is like you're serving somebody else and like, da, 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 da. but actually really that, that truly when we are making a complete gift of mm. our whole selves, it is tied there with pain and sacrifice mm-hmm. and yeah. all of those kind of things, right? Because he tied it together. But then he's also showing us that there is hope in that because this is where salvation yeah. came. Like, yeah. This is where our relationship with God was restored, you know, in this one action. I'm just thinking, Aaron, what you were saying about like the, the giving of self, um, Nathan's mom, uh, her, her line that she often says just kind of offhand, she's like, Oh yeah. Cause love is sacrifice. And whenever, she, whenever I hear her say that, I'm just like, Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for mm-hmm. her, she's, you know, there've been, his parents have been married for, I forget, like 30, I think same right. as my parents actually like 35 years. So she's like, yeah, this is what it, and, and there's this, such joy in that for her. It's just kind of matter of fact, but it's like, yeah okay, this is, you know, like being married, having kids, all these things, like love is sacrifice. Um, You look at Jesus on the cross and you're like, love is sacrifice. Like, okay, this is, I don't know. It's just such a mystery. Yeah. It's a little bit terrifying, right? Like yeah. a little bit terrifying. <laughs> That's you look at Jesus on the cross, you're like, yeah, okay, that's love. Right. Okay. Uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. Um, but then but then I think that's why the psalm is so comforting because it's like he's like, Yeah, it mm-hmm. is terrifying. You know, he he's showing us like he gets it. Like he he's under he's understanding that what he is modeling for us is something that is impossible for us to do without God and that we will feel our lack so so deeply in those moments. We will feel mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm incapacity and just, just our poverty so deeply in those moments, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, and so like, yeah, the model is like, okay, when you're, when you're there in that moment, you just, you have to cry out to God exactly of cry out to him of your lack of your feeling of total Mm -hmm. poverty and and desperation, you know? Um, and then he will do it. He will, he will accomplish in you what is absolutely impossible for you to do. Yeah. Um, and there's freedom yeah. in that too. Like there's mm-hmm. such freedom. Like when you're talking about Nathan's mom, I'm like, that's, that is such an expression of freedom to actually yeah. like, because sometimes I think we just have this facade of like, okay, well, you know, it's hard now, but like love and all the good things are going to, and all the nice feelings and all the, like, all, like, those are the things that we're seeking for in a sense, which are like good. Like God gives us, he wants us to be joyful and peaceful and like all of those kind of things. But it's also, even in that line that she says, like, yeah, love is sacrifice. Like there's so much freedom in yeah. that because yeah. it's like the more it's founded in, in Jesus in this, like yes. just in the context of this Psalm, like then it's, mm-hmm. it's like our despair can't crush us. Like yeah. it can't, right. you know, it doesn't have the power to do that. Right. That's right. Yeah. Just like the, I, I always bring up the scripture, but St. Paul, right? Pressed, but not crushed. <laughs> Persecuted, right. but not oh, abandoned. abandoned. Pressed yeah. down, yeah. but not destroyed. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah. but so close, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. Really, yeah. the cross is death. Like he did die like it's that close you know like that it's that close that that you know the idea the idea but in the reality of love is sacrifice is that it 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 involves death like death will happen but what 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 are we dying to we're dying to our sin we're dying to enslavement we're dying to Mm -hmm. selfishness and then Mm -hmm. when we allow that death to happen with that pain to, to work the Lord, to work through that pain. And the resurrection is what we are given. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. it becomes the instrument. It really becomes the instrument of freedom, the instrument of, yeah. mm-hmm. of true joy, of true relationship with God and others and ourselves, you know, yeah. 
Um, but it, you can't skip over the cross part. You, you can't. Yeah. It yeah. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, um, and I think going back to the, you know, talking about how terrifying it is that like looking at Jesus on the cross and his experience and we're all called to be like Christ and we're just, it's terrifying because I think it should be terrifying because if we're being honest with ourselves, we're not capable of that kind of love. Like mm-hmm. we're just not. Um, and it does take that, um, like going to the Lord with our own limits and just being like, you know, I'm here. I am, I'm forsaken. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. And then allowing the Lord to infuse us with his love. I I've been thinking a lot about that. And maybe this is a bit of a tangent, but just a lot about, we talk about faith, hope, and love as theological virtues, mm-hmm. um, which means they're, um, I mean, I, I'm not a theologian, you guys, so you have to make sure that I'm not, you know, again, spreading <laughs> some little minor heresies here, but just that they're infused virtues. They're not ones that yeah. we can kind of, um, like, I mean, we can respond, we can't practice them on our own. We can, we can respond to them. To we can yeah. dispose ourselves, but in the end they're, they're received as a gift. And I, mm. I guess I, I think of how many times I'm in a situation you know, in a conversation with somebody that's difficult or whatever it is. And I send up a little prayer being like, Lord, I don't, I don't know how to love in this situation. Cause I'm just, I'm not feeling it right now. Like I'm frustrated. I'm whatever. Mm-hmm. And then somehow loving things come out of my mouth and I don't know, you know, and like, this doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes I like, I need to pray that prayer yeah. that that's a, you know, I need to have that openness to say, Lord, I am inadequate here. My human like love and sacrifice is not enough in this. So help me out here, you know, and then he does always consistently. And so I don't know, I see like maybe, um, an analog of that, of Jesus on the cross, like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then that there's victory there. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to tie too many things together, but no, I, yeah, I think that you, what you're talking about too, reminds me of the, the need for us to, um, ascent somewhere, somewhere, you know, have some kind of cooperation with what's happening in the midst of a trial or in the midst of our suffering, mm-hmm. um, to, to give in to God's will for us. And that moment, not that God's will for us is suffering. God's will for us is, is, is redemption. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But to, to acknowledge, like to, to do something that where we acknowledge our limits or, or like you said, Aaron, dispose you know, have our disposition be open to whatever transformation God is trying to work in us. There's somewhere where we need to ascent and that, and it is, he, we, we do need to do that. I, I, I think that that's sometimes a, a thing that is hard for us because, you know, sometimes suffering and pain is so deep that, that it really can twist you up. It really can, can, you know, distort, um, so much in us. Mm-hmm. And so I think we always have to find where, where is that tiny place of freedom? Like that small, you know, whatever it is, it might just literally be, like you said, Nicole, just a small prayer. Like, Lord, I just can't do this. Mm-hmm. I would like to eat. I don't even want to do this, but I would like, you know, sister Ann Shields, like, um, she has a podcast on, on actually, I think suffering in prayer or something like that. Like it's, mm. she links, she links suffering to a lot of things she talks about. And she, she says like, you know, Lord, I don't want to, but I want to want to, you know, mm-hmm. or she's like, go back as many wants as you need. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I want to want to want to want yeah. to totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. However yeah. far back you need to go, just go as far back, but like, do it, you know, wherever mm-hmm. it is, wherever yeah. you find that small nugget, just 
start there. Yeah. Um, cause God's not yeah. going to do, he's not going to, he's not going to bring about that redemption, that transformation yeah. without us. You know, he yeah. wants us in that he wants to involve us in yeah. it. Well, and even just to hear him say, like, I'm thinking about like every good Friday, um, when I hear those words, like what, and especially because they say them in Aramaic, like Eloi, Eloi, Lema Sabachthani, like these are the literal exact words that Jesus mm. said from the cross in his language and how, um, like standing like with our lady, for example, at the foot of the cross, like what it would have been like to hear those words and to like, to hear those words, like startling, mm. like very startling, but also because of the fact that they bring with them the whole Psalm, then it's mm. like, it's like Jesus affirming both the depth of the suffering and the sin and things that are like on him, but also like him affirming that in the depths of despair or suffering, that there is hope. Like it's like him mm -hmm. giving that reassurance yeah. to his mother at the foot of the cross, to the right. women at the foot of the cross, to us to say like, yes, yeah. this is the depths of suffering are not past my redeeming love. Yeah. And not just hope, like right. definitive hope, right? The end yeah. is yeah. so definitive. Yes. It, yes. There's no question that God is victorious. Yeah. You've done it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, it's almost like he's speaking in a secret code for everybody where, you know, if people don't know the Psalm and they hear his, Oh God, why have you forsaken? They're like, Oh yeah, he's, this is a failure, but everyone who knows it would have been probably like, I don't know. I was having shivers as I was reading it because mm -hmm. even verse, verse 17, I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among themselves. And for my clothes, clothing, they cast lots like that then ha like that happens right after he dies. Like they, you know, so all of these things where, you know, we are, I don't know who, whoever was around and seeing this would have just been like, probably like, oh my gosh, something is happening here beyond what I can, you know, it would have been just like a clue that there's more here than meets the eye, you know, um, than that there's hope. So yeah, I just, yeah, Jesus is cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. Yeah. Man. Any other things that I spoke to you uh, ladies when we were reading this? I think there's a sense that I have, um, listening to you guys and just being in this reflection of the Psalm of the, um, strength of God, like just the sense of like, right. We, when we're suffering, where we feel, I think in a previous episode, Aaron, we, you and I, we were mentioning our, our ways of where we struggle, uh, to trust in God. And I was saying like, I trust, I struggle with his goodness. And I feel like you said mm -hmm. you struggle with that. He has power. You feel mm -hmm. like, right. is that what you said? I think that's what you said. Yeah. And I think that this passage and, and what you guys were saying and Oh, sorry. I just hit my mic with my hand. <laughs> so passionate. I punched my mic. Um, but yeah, no, I think it just reminds me of the power of God, actually. Like, you know, this Psalm, which begins with the words, like, why have you forsaken me? Actually invokes in our hearts, I think this sense of like, yeah, what you guys said, there's nothing beyond God's reach. There's nothing beyond his power. And it sort of almost like transforms the figure of Christ on the cross from, from someone who is going through this very deeply pathetic. And I mean, pathetic, not in like the mm -hmm. modern sense, but in, you know, um, uh, uh evoking pity in us mm -hmm. to, to an image of 
of a king, really like an image of someone who is doing this incredible act mm-hmm. of wielding of strength. Like there's like so much strength on that cross. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And I think the Psalm sort of like just brings that home for me so much. Like when I look at the Lord on the cross, I see his power and his strength, right. you know, um, what he undertook for us and the yeah. victory is already there. Like, it's so beautiful to know that victory in your heart as yeah. you're looking at this, at, at the figure of our Lord crucified, you know? Yeah. And he really said, like, it just, I keep thinking while you're talking about um, St. Paul and his, when he's writing about the thorn in his side, that he's asking the Lord to take it away. Um, and he asked him three times, but then what the Lord says to him is like, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. that, 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 like, that immediately draws you back to the cross, right? Because it's like, there's mm-hmm. the power to conquer sin and death is mm-hmm. present in the weakest of expressions, like nailed to a cross, lost all of your blood, basically struggling to breathe thorns pressed into your skull. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I was listening to a homily actually from a friend of mine, um, who's a priest. And he said, like, we have, it's important to recognize that we have very, um, like, weak expressions of art in most of our churches mm. in terms of the crucifix because it's mm. almost this um this dulled down expression because mm. it would be too i mean too it's much too like much. if you were to go into, yeah. yeah like if you're going to a church and and you see an image of Christ in front of you as he was on the cross with with his body just completely like even like his body like it describes in the psalm right like you can see all of his but like all of those kind of things like it would be but it's good to remember that like it's good to actually remember that like Mm. I've been trying to think about that actually when I go into church and I look at the crucifix I'm like okay what did you what was your appearance really you know well even just the the vulnerability of we we put a cloth on Jesus but he wasn't Mm. he was fully naked on the cross right right and all these like the total like dehumanize like, like even this yeah. the scripture part where it talks about i am a, i'm a worm or i'm seen it or whatever it is and it's mm-hmm. like he's been completely dehumanized here yes. they don't look at me as human like yeah. there's no dignity it's all everything has been taken away yeah. um yeah. yeah yeah it's sort and of beyond to, what we're able to stomach a little bit totally and then to connect that back to what you were saying you're in about my power is made perfect in weakness like that yeah. is the that is the depth of weakness that God himself showed us mm-hmm. and, and to show us that like his power is, is so great that it mm-hmm. is that even that kind of deprivation mm-hmm. cannot destroy. There's, there's actually speaking of priest friends, there was a priest friend of mine years ago who was doing, I think it was like a, an Augustine Institute course or something like that. And so we were doing like these sessions on, on different topics. And I remember one day he just said he was, he was, leading us through a discussion. He's talking about Christ on the cross. And he's like, what really happened is like all the sin in the world was just swallowed up by love. You know, Hmm. and he like, Hmm. like extended his arms like that. And he's like, the Lord just swallowed it up. And I thought, I just loved, I just kind of adopted that in my head because it's sort of like the unleashing of every evil on, on Hmm. perfect love. But then then love just like swallowed it up. Like the Lord did that, you know, and it's, it's like, like a, a black hole or something. Yeah. Yeah, like it was, you know, and I think mm-hmm. it's deep so, waters cannot quench love like that, you know, yeah. in the song, the song of song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah, beautiful. So cool. <laughs> beautiful yeah. Word. 
is honestly that's like the cool. best image. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the best image to head into into Holy Week with. You know, like yeah. this is the the episode of, on like during like Monday of Holy Week. Mm-hmm. So that that's like such a beautiful. Mm-hmm. A beautiful image to keep in mind, like love swallowing up all of the sin of the world. Like love mm-hmm. cannot be overcome. Yeah. 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 Punch Amen. the mic. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, thanks, ladies. Oh, I just feel so edified by this conversation. So hopefully all of you listeners too have found points of resonances and let us know what you your reflections are too. Mm-hmm. Love to hear them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Okay, Rachel, you've got a God wing for us. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a an odd uh, an odd duck of a. It's God an odd wink. wink. It's an odd <laughs> wink. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you guys remember that there's a meme like it's been going on for a long time where um, where I think it's Family Feud episode or something. But there's like a, a celebrity contestant. She is famous for being like Holy Spirit activate. Oh yes. You guys eat, right? yes, I think we posted about it on on our Instagram account even. Yeah. Um, which is maybe where I first saw it, but when it was like doing its rounds, like, this is so funny and kind of like also kind of brave, like on celebrity, you know, a celebrity game show that this celebrity mm-hmm. person was doing. And somehow again, is maybe another follow-up from one of our Instagram things that I did where I was like, who is this person? And I like looked her up and, and I found out who she was. And it's, um, this woman named China Phillips and she's part of, uh, she's part of an old band. I think it's Winston Phillips or something, something like that. Um, anyways, I just butchered her band name and people probably know who that is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but anyways, China Phillips, she's married to one of the Baldwin brothers. She's married to William Baldwin. And she has a YouTube channel. So I was like, what is this about? And I just kind of clicked on it and it's just her channel, but she calls it California preaching. And she's just a Protestant woman in Hollywood who just kind of really openly shares about her faith in Jesus and her relationship with him. And it's just kind of delightful that she's doing it. Like, obviously we, you know, she's not Catholic or anything, but so there's like, you know, I'm sure we have differences in belief and stuff, but, but I just thought it was so beautiful that she just is so openly, very vulnerable, Mm -hmm. just openly sharing Hmm. her faith in Hollywood, you know, and, um, and I just, now and then I just kind of am curious about what she's talking about. So I, I recently, I watched a video of hers, um, a recent one this week and it was interesting because she was, she's going through a lot of suffering right now in her life, different kinds of suffering. And she talks about, um, at the, in her video that the Lord, she thinks is calling her right now to stay with her pain. Hmm. Hmm. And not to, and we mentioned this actually in this episode, like not to just think about all the good things and whatever that's coming and deliverance Mm. that's coming, but just to stay Mm. in this moment where she's in pain and to kind of understand what it is that God wants to give her in the midst of this pain. Mm. And, and it's so beautiful. And I was like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. we talk about this all the time on our podcast, but this woman is a very beautiful, vulnerable way expressing that. Mm. And she, then she goes through this because she's very preaching about like how she says that so she goes, you know, um, you know, if, if we suffer with the Lord, then we hear his voice. If we hear his voice, you know, we draw closer to him. And she kind of goes through this, like mm, step by logic, step. yeah, mm-hmm. logic. Yeah. And she gets to this point where she's like, and if we, um, hear his voice, um, we are healed. And if we are healed, then we can help others. We can serve others. And if we serve mm-hmm. others, we become more like him or we draw closer to him. And I was just listening to her, like you mm-hmm. said, g- spelling out this kind of logic. And I was like, this is so beautiful. And I just kind of needed to hear it because sometimes mm-hmm. I think we're really afraid to stay with pain. And I've had moments mm-hmm. like that in my life where God has actually been very clear with me 
that I need to stay in that moment. And it's a painful moment. And I want to be clear, that's not always what he's saying. And I'm not trying to say mm-hmm. like, we have mm-hmm. to suffer in a morbid kind of worship suffering kind of way, not right. at all. But there are moments where, and I think today's episode is kind of a reflection of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like when Christ is on the cross, he, he, he get he goes there. He goes to the crucifixion. He doesn't skip over it. He stays there yeah. for the time that God, you know, calls him to stay there. The, the time that he feels that he's supposed to be there. And, and I just thought it was so beautiful. So mm. not, you know, endorsing <laughs> anything theological, but I just, I, I think this woman is great. I just love, this, I love like, it. That's awesome. Hollywood lady, California preaching in her, you know, life. Maybe we can get her on the podcast. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Rachel. That's my Rachel. odd wink. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Mm-hmm. We wish you a very holy and meaningful holy week. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. into the Triduum. Um, yeah, yeah, we're praying, praying for, for you. you. Yeah, yeah. Praying for you in the Paschal yeah. mystery of the Lord. And we will see you again <laughs> after his resurrection. <laughs> there right. Like an announcer. But just like strange things, like not an announcer, <laughs> like normal things. Just, That's just right. Because like, we were talking at the beginning. We're like, oh, what can we do to tagline at the beginning? Like how to start our thing. So, and welcome. Get ready to suffer. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's good. Yeah. So we're confirmed. Yeah. Okay. Good. Let's do it. All right. God bless you guys. God bless. You guys. See you next Bye. week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.